0: Welcome to your Monday show that comes out every Monday morning. But today's episode, which comes out Monday evening, probably around 6 o'clock, you know, marketing issues here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not really a marketing issue. Um, I had a decision to make. Um, I didn't have an episode ready. And Sunday night, I could either um, watch a movie with my family um, and go to bed at a decent hour. Or I could skip the movie with my kids um, and go to bed late. Or watch the movie and go to bed late, super late. But we've been really busy getting a lot of things done here at the house. Um, getting things prepared and uh, for our move. Um, and it was much needed time with the family. And then, um, uh, yeah. So that's where you had a late episode today. But you're still getting one. You're Welcome. Uh, um, I'm actually not done developing all these thoughts, but um, in our uh, small group, we've been going through 2 Corinthians, um, and coming up is 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, and I've been working through uh, these uh, chapters, uh, which are very special, very important in regards to giving, and so I just have some initial off-the-top thoughts on these two chapters, which is all the same ongoing thought. Um, but, uh, 2nd Corinthians, 2nd Corinthians chapter eight says this "Moreover, brethren. We do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. He's like, Hey, I want you to know what the grace of God that's been bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, how that in a great trial of affliction, they're, they're, they're going through, um, suffering. They're going through affliction right now. It talks about the abundance of their joy that in this trial of affliction, God has blessed them, has graced them with an abundance of joy. And their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. This, this is incredible. He's saying, you know, they're under great persecution. You know, they, they're under great affliction. They are in poverty. But in great affliction, they are having much joy. And in their poverty, they are giving abundantly they're wanting to take care of the needs um, of of other believers and and, and of, of people around them they understand what it's like to be afflicted they understand what it's like to be in poverty and and they're like you know we're sufficient in Christ we're doing okay we just want to give to those that are in need and everyone's just blown away at this and the avian talks about in verse uh verse three that it's beyond their power but they're willing they're, They're wanting to give beyond what they're able to do. Um, And then they were asking them, please take these these gifts, take these financial gifts, take these things and give them to those that are in need. And so they had to convince the apostle Paul and others to take this gift because they understood that their problem of verse five says this, they did not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. God had led them. God had given them this joy and they had given them this understanding of the need to give liberally. And they're like, man, we're just going to give. We're just going to give. This is what we're going to do. And they were like, this is not what we expected. You know, so it seems like they almost tried talking them out of it. But no, this seems to be the will of God. Like they've given themselves over to God. They feel sufficient completely in him. And they don't, the little bit of money that they do have, they're willing to give it away. And this is just blowing my Keep in mind, my understanding with the church at Corinth that he's writing to is very well off financially, it would seem. And so, he let Titus and others that went before him to Corinth, a church in, at Corinth, to, to let them know, hey, be ready to give. Like, uh, since for a year, you guys have been really great at giving, but like... Be willing to give back to the churches at Macedonia. They've been giving to you and to others, and they don't even have anything. So he's letting them know to be prepared, so that they have opportunity to give as well. And he gives all these these words uh, of wisdom, and and talks about e- equality in the body of the church. Like, hey, I'm not trying to make you poor. I'm just saying if you have abundance, give to the poor, and then if other people have an abundance, they should give to you as well. And he talks about this e- equality, and and this man, this incredible. Understanding of that there shouldn't be need within uh, within the body of Christ. There shouldn't be need with with um, between believers. They should be able to take care of one another's needs on a global scale. Um, and that's just absolutely amazing uh, how he talks about that uh, that equality in regards to that. Um, and he makes this Old Testament reference, I believe, in verse fifteen. He says, "He that had gathered much had nothing over, and he that had gathered little had no lack." And I believe if I'm not mistaken that's that's a reference to those that tried gathering on Saturday um, when they were only supposed to gather the other six days and said they didn't trust God to take care of their needs and like no we got to gather all seven days and it's basically trying to he's basically saying don't save more than than you need you you God'll take care of you you know you take care of your family take care of your needs but don't act like you need that seventh day or basically don't put don't put back more than what you actually need um and then in, in chapter 9, he goes on talking about this and, and, and why how to give and, and the fruit uh, of giving. Um, it talks about and in chapter 9, um, uh, verse uh, 6, But this I say, he, that he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he that soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he hath purposed in his heart, so let him give not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that ye always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. As it is written, he hath dispersed abroad, he hath given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. Now he that ministereth seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food, and multiply your seed sown, and increase your fruits of your righteousness. Being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causeth through us the thanksgiving to God. For the administration of this service not only supplieth the want of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgivings unto God. Whilst by the experiment of the administration they glorify God for your professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ and for your liberal distribution unto them and unto all men. And by the prayer for you which long after you for the exceeding grace of God in you. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. So just both these chapters are tied together. we cannot uh, undo that. Um, but just here just a couple really quick thoughts uh, on this uh, Monday afternoon, Monday evening. Um, first of all, it's very clear through this that our ability to give, your ability to give is because God has given to you. God has given to me. He's the one who has given us the ability to sow seed. He's the one who's given us the ability to invest um, into uh, the church, into those that are in need, um, to the needs of others around the world. Um, but how are we to give? Here's just some quick thoughts that I got just on, you know just a little while ago reading through these chapters is this. Number one, give as you have been given to and out of your Abundance. Number two, give understanding it as a gift, not a tax. Number three, give liberally, withhold with uh, without holding on to more than you need. Number uh, sorry, number three, give liberally without holding on to more than you need. Number four, give as you have decided in your heart to give. Number five, give with a cheerful heart, and not out of guilt. And what is the fruit? of giving. What is the fruit of giving? The more that you give, the more that we will the more that will be accomplished through it. There is great joy in giving and helping those in need. And, and the less that you give, the less that will be accomplished through it. In the passage, what's accomplished? Obviously that the needs of the of of the poor are taken care of, but also this. Here's what happens through their giving. God is glorified through thanksgiving and through their giving God's grace is dis- is demonstrated through them and that's why we should give we should give to take care of the needs of others we should give because it brings glory to God we should give out of our abundance as we see the need as we purpose in our hearts as God leads us to give um, whether we have abundance whether we are poor finding our sufficiency in him and seeking him to guide us into how we should give and how we should help those that are in need around the world into our neighbors next door into our local bodies um, and the in the and the church at large um, that we may have all our needs taken care of um, and that the gospel may go forward and multiply across the face of the earth. Uh, Thank you guys so much for tuning in on this late Monday episode that comes out every Monday morning. (mumbles) Psych. Um, And I hope you guys have a blessed day.